From Upstate Medical University in Syracuse, New York, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. The appendix is a pouch near where the large and small intestines meet, and for centuries it's been seen as a useless organ. Doctors would remove it if it became infected. In recent years, though, doctors are rethinking the role of the appendix, and they may not be so quick to remove it. Here in the HealthLink on Air studio to talk about the appendix and appendectomies is Dr. Mustafa Hassan. He's an associate professor of surgery at Upstate who specializes in acute care surgery. He's taken care of many patients with appendicitis, and he's agreed to talk about it. So thank you, Dr. Hassan. Thank you, Amber. Thanks for hosting me and bringing this subject to the light. So tell us about the appendix. What it, I know it's, uh, it's at the uh, junction of the large and small intestine, right? But why is it there? What does it do? Well, I think you pretty much uh, defined the appendix when you, when you started your introduction. It is what you said it is. Uh, however, it's not a useless organ as uh, thought in the past. Um, we think there is a use for the appendix, otherwise it wouldn't be there. And um, we have, it, it's been published and we have also noticed that people who do have their appendix as less li- are less likely to develop certain colonic infections. And that has been established in a lot of research that people who do have their appendix are less likely to do that. And those who do not have it are likely to develop some of the colonic uh, infectious uh, diseases. So what are colonic diseases? What do you mean by that? I mean, in that, the category I'm talking about is infections in the colon, like colitis. We call it colitis. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a specific entity uh, known as C. diff colitis, which is common in hospitalized patients. We see it every now and then, and it can be a devastating illness. The appendix seems to have an immunological function it secretes some sort of antibiotics that protect us against some of those infections. It's, not, it's still not clearly understood, but it's becoming a fact. Interesting. So how long has this sort of thinking been churning? How long have people been? Well, it's been uh, over the last decade or so, we, we're getting to understand it a little more. And we're doing less uh, appendectomies unless it's done for a good reason. Okay, if unless it's necessary or it's ruptured or something. Correct. Um, how has the operation changed over the years? Do, is it simply uh, opening a person's belly and finding well, the organ? The the operation has definitely uh, changed over the years, and it changed in the United States. As of today, uh, it's it's not done the same uh, in the United States like in other countries. Um, I can tell you that most of the appendectomies we do, if not all of them, are done laparoscopically. What if you go to even other industrialized countries in Europe, they're still doing an open technique. In the 1800s, appendectomies were starting to become common, and it was done without anesthesia, which means the patient would get restrained and have an incision, and you take the appendix out. And you can imagine the devastation uh, and the pain and suffering that people would go through. Wow, was that did that predate anesthesia, or it why did. would they do? Okay. Appendectomies predated anesthesia. So yeah. that's why they had to do. Yes. Wow, they had no choice. Yeah. And so when you say laparoscopically, that's um, without a big major incision, but that's the small, um, a small cut that correct. You use uh, tools so to. In in surgery, there's no one size fits all, and there's no one modality that fits everybody. Uh, but the most commonly done procedure is laparoscopic appendectomy, where you make three little holes. Each is about uh, a centimeter or half a centimeter uh, in its uh, size. 
and put the camera in and two instruments and we are able to take the appendix out. The commonly done procedure all over the world, including in Europe and other industrialized countries, is an incision at the low, right lower part of the abdomen. It's about an inch, an inch and a half, depending on the difficulty of the case. Okay. How big is the appendix? Well, um, again, there is no one size for the appendix. Um, it can be as, as short as two centimeters in, in length and can extend up to 15, and sometimes it's really, really a very long organ sometimes. So again, there is no one size fits all in surgery. Uh, its thickness for a normal appendix should not exceed six millimeters, which is a little bit over half a centimeter. That's a normal appendix. Above that is usually the in, in, inflamed appendix. So uh, before you go in, if you have to remove an appendix, do you are, are you able to know how big it's going to be before you get there? Or That's an excellent uh, question because traditionally people did not get any investigations. People would go to the hospital with uh, pain in the right lower part of the abdomen and they would get subjected to an appendectomy. Sometimes, and, and a lot of times, the appendix appeared to be normal uh, after the appendectomy is done. We tend to do more studies um, prior to the appendectomy, unless we're like 100% sure that this is the diagnosis. So we do ultrasounds sometimes, and the ultrasound is a non-invasive test, uh, and you can look and you can see an inflamed appendix or a, an appendix on the right lower part of the abdomen. But most commonly, we do a CT scan, a CAT scan. And these are excellent studies, but they expose the patients to radiation to some extent, just like an X-ray. But they are extremely detailed, and they can show us everything. So that's why, and we use a lot of them here at Upstate, that's why we do not remove normal appendix anymore. And uh, we tend to operate on, on the people who actually will need the operation. This is Upstate's HealthLink on Air. I'm your host, Amber Smith, and I'm talking with surgeon uh, Dr. Mustafa Hassan, who specializes in trauma and critical care and hernia and abdominal wall surgery, and we're talking about the appendix. Um, can you tell me what causes appendicitis? Well, there are many theories, but the most simple one is the appendix does have a lumen in it. A lumen is sort of a the lumen, center? which means a, a cavity, a very a cavity. narrow, long cavity. It's just like a tube, basically. And that cavity can get obstructed by what we call a fecalith, which basically basically uh, a small piece of feces. And once it gets obstructed, bacteria will multiply inside that closed lumen, something we call closed loop obstruction. If you trap some bacteria uh, with no outlet, they'll just multiply and cause until they get to a point where they stretch and distend that appendix, producing the infection and sometimes rupture if untreated. So how would a person know that this is happening inside them? Um, the, the symptoms associated with appendicitis are usually pain. People don't necessarily have pain as a first thing in the right lower part of the abdomen. They can get a little uh, anorexic, which we call. Um, they feel unwell, and they lose their appetite, and sometimes they feel a little nauseated. And then they start having pain. That's the traditional a presentation. They start having pain around the belly button, which eventually the pain moves to the right lower part of the abdomen. That's the traditional presentation. And is that over a course of hours or days? Or? It really differs from one person to another, and it's kind of hard to tell because people will uh, have different pain thresholds, and they will appear in the emergency room at different times. But it can happen over 24 hours. 
Is there um, a person, an age, or a gender that's more prone to appendicitis than another? Well, um, traditionally, appendix was a disease of younger people and teenagers. Uh, yet it's still most commonly seen in younger people, people below uh, 40 years of age. But the reality is we see people with appendicitis. We have, of all ages, we have recently removed an appendix from a 95-year-old gentleman uh, in the hospital here, which is uh, unusual. But you can see it in all age groups. Is it um, an emergency? Or how do you know if it's an emergency? Well, that's also a great question. Um, people have different presentations. It can be an emergency. It can be an urgency, which is not, a little less than an emergency. Or sometimes we do not have to operate on an appendix at all. So some people, sh depending on how the patient shows up in the emergency room, people show up very sick, then they need to be resuscitated, given antibiotics, and sometimes rushed to the operating room. Others can wait and be done urgently, and others can, should not have an operation at all, like, in spite of the fact that they have a sick appendix. How do you make them better without surgery, then? Does this ever fix itself or go away on its own? Or? Well, um, this is also a subject of controversy. Uh, has always been controversial. However, if we uh, dissect it a little further, uh, there is no uh, confusion about it. Some people will uh, present with um, an inflamed appendix and even ruptured appendix. However, the organs around the appendix, the small intestines and the large intestines, will, seal, will get stuck to it and will seal down that inflammation. In this situation, actually, an operation may not be safe because you go in, you have to mobilize or, or have to move those organs away from the appendix, and that's not safe. They're very inflamed and they often tear. So we have found that when the infection is localized, which means contained in the right lower part of the abdomen and it's severe enough, we found that when we give antibiotics, people get better without the operation. If we operate, they may have more complications. So in this specific situation, we opt to give antibiotics and watch people in the hospital for a couple of days, send them home on antibiotics, and see them again later. In what you just described, it sounds like the body's sort of healing itself or trying to, and the antibiotics help it. Absolutely. Along. But the antibiotics are just fundamental to that uh, part because they can get still sicker and sicker without the antibiotics. We've never tried this without antibiotics, so and I don't think uh, anybody's willing to do that. Right. Yeah. Um, do you ever have to operate in an anticipation of a rupture, like try to go in and remove it before it ruptures? Absolutely. And that's the, basically the most common um, present. Patients present to the emergency room with acute appendicitis and pain, and we take them to the operating room. I wouldn't say emergently, but urgently, which means with, within hours we take them and we do a laparoscopic appendectomy, which means removing the appendix laparoscopically so that it doesn't rupture. Okay. Well, can you tell us about a recent study on what to do about uncomplicated appendicitis? I think it was in JAMA, Journal of Amer American Medical Association Surgery Journal. Correct. Well, the study is actually uh, very interesting. It's done in Finland. So uh, the presentation of the patient, the way they were treated, is a little different from what we do here. Also, the access to healthcare is properly different. So we don't do exactly the same thing. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about the study. The study uh, is well conducted. It's a randomized controlled study, which means it's not a study of something that happened. It's, it's uh, done in advance. 
Um, so they sp uh, split patients into two categories. Some of them had, all of them had uncomplicated appendicitis, which means it's not ruptured, it's not stuck to other organs, it's just a simple appendicitis that we usually traditionally would take the appendix out. Treated almost half those patients with antibiotics, the other half with an operation. And they concluded that the patients who did not have the operation, only had antibiotics, um, did well, and they did not require an appendectomy. Actually, only 60% did not require an appendectomy within five years, which means it's 39%, let's say 40% of the patients still required an appendectomy in five years. So it's almost a 50-50 chance of not requiring surgery. So I, when I look at that study myself, I think if I have appendicitis, I want my appendix out because I have a 50-50 chance in five years of not having the operation, which means I have 50% chance of having the operation. And if you extend the study to 10 more years, maybe more people will need the operation. So if I do have acute appendicitis and I'm healthy enough to have an operation, I have no other reasons not to have an operation. I'm not on a blood thinner. I'm not a sick person. I would get the operation. So is that how you counsel um, patients that you see in your practice? Absolutely. I mean, I, I, th this is a decision. There's no one size fits all. a decision between the treating physician as well as the patient based on an informed, uh, it's an informed uh, relationship about the possibilities and potential risks and the benefits and the risks of surgery as well. Because if you remove the appendix, that guarantees they won't have appendicitis again, right? Correct. Now, in the Finnish study, uh, people had some complications from surgery. Surgery was predominantly done using the open technique, so they had some hernias in the incision, wound infections. We don't do that in the United States. We do laparoscopic appendectomies to the most part. So those complications really do not apply to our patient population as well. Um, and you mentioned laparoscopically uh, that um, lends itself to a, a smooth recovery too, right? Pretty absolutely, absolutely. Patients usually go home. Some young, healthy people go home the same day. Others will go home the next morning for an uncomplicated acute appendicitis after surgery. Well, long term, um, are there any effects to having uh, not having a, an appendix? Are there is there a lasting effect? Again, you know, there are studies that, says, that say that the appendix has an immunological function, and if you remove it, you will be more prone to colitis, C. diff colitis, which are some of the infections that can happen in the colon. Um, so that's, you know, you know that's, that's as far as we know. Something to consider then. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. My guest has been Associate Professor of Surgery, Dr. Mustafa Hassan. I'm Amber Smith for Upstate's podcast and talk show, HealthLink on Air.